let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. This is Emily, and I'm here with Andrew. Hey everybody. Here with me all the time. Always. Love it. Always. Even while you're sleeping. (laughs) Okay, don't be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're super excited for you to be here with us today. Uh, If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We're super excited to have you here with us. Uh, We are going to be talking about something that is very... Actualna. What is that? Relevant. Relevant. Yeah. Always for parents, especially, but for everybody. Mm-hmm. But we are going to be talking today about something. Um, Why don't you just tell them? Okay, let's tell them. We're yeah. going to be talking about church attendance with, with kids. Children, specifically with yeah. children. Yeah. Um, we've recently been able to go back to church and. Uh, Probably about two months ago. Yeah, but uh, we personally decided not to go back because I was super pregnant and we had to get tested in the hospital before delivery and if we were positive it was going to be a crazy ordeal so we decided to just stay home and not go back. But now that the baby's here, we've gone back to church and it's a bigger adjustment than we, at least I, anticipated. Oh, I fully anticipated it. Being I mean, awful. I knew that going to church... And by like, awful, I mean difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, going to church with kids is hard, and I remember that it was hard. Um, but I think with having at-home church and just loving it, and it was so... Like, it was short, and the kids did fine, and we didn't have to corral them or, like, yeah. make them be super quiet. I just got used to it, and so did they. And so going back... It was almost like I I brought these expectations because I'm an adult and I know how church is supposed to go. And so I have all these expectations, but I forget that they are toddlers, basically, and they don't even remember what a grocery store is, so they don't remember what church really is. They don't remember how to behave. And you're talking specifically about like coming back to church after yeah, such yeah, a long yeah. period. After such a long period of not... Coming back, it was like, I didn't realize that maybe they didn't know how to behave. Um, So we kind of just wanted to talk about that and share some tips that we've got, we've received from family, friends, and people on Instagram. Yeah, I think one thing uh, we should talk about first is, I think this topic is kind of bigger than just this one situation. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I I think I would like to talk about both, uh, like... Being at church with kids in general, and mm-hmm. then being at church with kids specifically, like coming back into right, right, coming right. To church with, going to church with kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where do you want to start? Do you want to start with in general? Well, I kind of want to start with my fail, because okay, as embarrassing as it is, it's kind of hilarious. All right, here you go, fail time. Okay, so the second time we were back at church, um, Andrew wasn't with me, and my mother-in-law came with me. And where was I? Why wasn't I there? You were at the hurricane cleanup for Hurricane Laura. Yeah, that's right. Right. And so I went with my mother-in-law and our kids to our congregation. 
and we were all in masks and my kids were just being crazy loud and playing and laughing and AKA like, screaming which is being normal they're right. kids yeah but i i kept looking over at them with these like mom angry eyes and like whispering like be quiet like guys come on like let's be reverent be right. quiet right okay but it took me the entire meeting to realize that they had no idea that I was even saying anything because I was wearing a mask. <laughs> like, they just saw these, like, crazy eyes glaring at them, and they had no idea what I was saying or that I was even talking. And so I just felt so bad, but it was also really funny at the same time. But I think that's just another adjustment that we have to get used to is that we're all wearing masks, which is strange, um, and our kids aren't really used to being parented by a, a masked face, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but... I don't know. Yeah, that was a very interesting situation. I learned a lot from that little incident, right. so... Well, I think before we dive in too much farther... Yeah. Okay, if you're fine. I know this kind of deviates from your outline a little bit. Oh, I don't care. Um, I want to talk about why we go to church to begin with. Right. So what's your perspective? Why... Like, Does, why do why do people go to church, or why do we take our kids to church? Why do people go to church? Like, let's go with that first. Okay. So why do we go to church? Well, we go to church to be more uplifted, to feel uh, the Spirit, and to take the sacrament. And um, I would say also for, not like the social aspect, but like gathering together as saints or as believers is really um, spiritually strengthening. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but I think primarily, for sure, is to take the sacrament. Yeah. So, the next step is, and I, I agree with everything you said. I think we go for all those reasons. Uh, but then, why do we bring our kids? <laughs> well, once we bring kids, we don't get much out of it anymore mm -hmm. because we're trying to, you know, you know, parent, <laughs> and they don't get a whole lot out of it. But I feel like it's really to just um, create the habit. And kind of set the tone and set the standard of our family and what what we do as a family. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously there are teaching moments too. We try to teach about the Savior and about uh, the sacrament. But I think primarily, at least my personal opinion, primarily is that it's to set good habits and, um, I don't know, just get them used to going to church. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. And I think, <sighs> I, I think it's difficult because sometimes we make we set expectations uh, for our own experience and for what our experience, the experience should be like for our kids. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes when we set our expectations for our kids, our expectations are based off of how we want our church going experience to be not off of what we want their church, like church going experience to be. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and so that is, is natural, but I think it's um, problematic mm -hmm. because then we set ourselves up for failure. Right. I mean, it's all about our theme of being rooted. Right. Like once you have kids and you bring them to church, like you're in a different place. You just got to be rooted in where you're at. Right. But I think it's well established in the scriptures uh, that the Lord has commanded us to gather together as a body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's not, it's not something that we just do because... Like, there are 
specific commandment given by the Savior. And when a specific commandment is given, we receive blessings when we are obedient. And so we go and we, we get blessings, and I think those blessings, there's a myriad of blessings, right? Because you get like the, um, I think there's like multiple levels of blessings. So there's like blessings that come from being obedient that are just kind of like the natural consequences of, the, of those actions. So like if you read the scriptures every day, a natural consequence is you are going to be more familiar with the teachings of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like that's not like some uh, extra powerful, or not extra powerful, but like some something that's incredibly miraculous or just you know, miraculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not something that's incredibly incredibly miraculous. It's just a a result of a specific pattern of behavior. And then there are the more for lack of a better word, miraculous or supernatural type blessings that come that are the Lord's, that's like the Lord's extra power coming to you that would mm-hmm. you wouldn't get from just merely the cause and effect type relationship like the like what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've been thinking about how this applies to, um, specifically to this topic. And... I'm hoping that I'm going to go somewhere. I, I started in one place and I'm going <laughs> in a different place. So if you want to stop me and keep going in a different direction, we can totally do that. Okay. You just keep on going. I want to hear your thought. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking about it from our per- personal perspective Okay. of like why we bring kids. Right. I mean, we're not experts, so that's really all we can bring is our personal experience. Right. Okay. Uh, and so from a personal benefit like Mm -hmm. what we get out of going to church i would say it might be minimal at best as far as kind of like uh an instantaneous or even like a a weekly or monthly benefit for our own personal spiritual development on that first type of or with that first type of blessing where it's like the cause and effect Mm -hmm. because I'm going to be honest, like maybe there are people whose children are a whole lot more quiet and reverent than ours out there, or maybe there are a lot of people who are just way better than I am out there, but I get almost nothing out of church when we have little kids there with us. Like spiritually? Yep. Yeah, I mean like if, if I can hear a couple sentences of the speaker, like uh, one after the other in mm-hmm. a row, I feel like I have been able to to apply an inordinate amount of attention to that speaker because I'm just constantly like grabbing kids or trying to entertain kids or trying to keep them quiet. Uh, And so there's not a whole lot of spiritual progression coming from that first category of blessing, Mm -hmm. like the cause and effect. But I, I deeply believe that Heavenly Father gives us maybe even more of those second types of blessings uh, when we're in that situation when we're bringing our kids. And that, that's just a thought I've, I've been having this week as we've been preparing for this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah, I totally agree. When you were talking about it, too, I was thinking, like, how, like, what do I get from the meeting when I bring the kids? And it's, I might not get a whole lot out of what the speakers are saying, but um, the spirit's still there, and 
I really, really enjoy the hymns. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that might be where I get the bulk of my benefit. Or mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and, and uh, if you're not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, when we say sacrament, we're referring to it's in some churches it's the Eucharist or the or the Lord's Supper or there's different names for it in different churches. But in our church, we take the sacrament um, symbols of of the Savior's. Uh, body and blood which he sacrificed for us we take it weekly and we believe that is a a time when we renew our covenants with with the father um, to remember the savior at all times and to be witnesses of the savior and to keep his commandments and so that's like the the most important thing that happens for us at church so the meeting is about 45 minutes to an hour probably and the sacrament portion is only maybe 10 minutes yeah but you have hymns that you sing and then speakers that will speak and so we call the whole meeting sacrament meeting so So the sacrament meeting is the most important part but when i say spiritual blessings i'm not i'm thinking of our spiritual learning really Mm -hmm. um and i think we might talk about this later but i i have since we have started having kids stopped looking at Sunday church attendance as a primary or even a, a serious source of gospel learning. Mm-hmm. I think it's just it's something that I've learned since having kids is that exactly what you said is that church isn't like the primary source, but the importance of making sure that you have gospel learning that's in the home right. and outside of church. So. You might be going to church, but are you doing anything else at home? Like, make sure that you're you're still getting something spiritual from your daily life, um, whether that's in the scriptures or through meaningful prayer or both. Right, and um, and I feel like it helps me be happier with my church experience because then I'm yeah. not I if I don't look at church as saying okay I need to come away from church having learned a whole bunch of spiritual things, having to like, learn a whole bunch of doctrinal things. Because mm-hmm. I think we can go and be edified and be uplifted and whatnot. But if I don't look at church as being this place where I go, pri- and that's my primary source of getting new doctrinal knowledge, um, then if the kids are kind of crazy during our sacrament meeting, I'm not upset. And if I go to you know, a Sunday school class, which we're not holding right now currently, but we, we have in the past and we will in the future. Um, and I don't learn anything or the teacher doesn't seem to be a very good teacher or they're not doing a very good job presenting the material or they're presenting in a way that bugs me. It doesn't really disappoint me because I'm there to help. I, I look at Sunday as a time to go or it's like Sunday church services as a time to go and uplift my brothers and sisters in the gospel mm-hmm. and to be engaged in uplifting each other. And so I don't look at it as a, a time, like a selfish time. Uh, and I haven't always been at this place, but that's where I'm at right. now where it's not a selfish time for me to, you know, kind of get everything I need. I go to sun, I go to church on Sundays looking to help others. And therefore I'm not disappointed Mm-hmm. when it isn't the uplifting experience that I was really hoping for. And I that means that I do have to take the onus upon myself and say, okay, I need to make these specific times where I am studying my scriptures, where I am reading the uh, the words of general conference and those kind of things on my own and with the family outside of, outside of church. Yeah, I used to think about churches like I go with my mouth open and I expect everyone to feed me. 
and I don't feel like I see it <laughs> like, like a, that. Imagine you're like, like as a little parakeet, just like uh. walking out of your mouth. <laughs> uh, but I feel like now it's like when you go to the movies with your family and you have all the snacks and the popcorn and everyone just kind of passes everything back and forth. Um, that's kind of how I look at it now. Yeah. It's like it's like this big smorgasbord of like sharing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can walk away from church not feeling disappointed that like, oh, well, I haven't been fed enough. Or like, I didn't get what I wanted right. from church um, because it's more of a, a sharing right. experience. Now, what would you say to the moms? Yeah. Or especially the moms. I think dads too, but especially moms who bring their kids to church mm-hmm. uh, and are trying to have this good attitude mm-hmm. that we've been talking about mm-hmm. um, and are just so frustrated by their kids because the kids are screaming or they're being a pain and they just feel like why should i go to church i mean like they're going to be like this anyway i'm not getting anything out of it they're not getting anything out of it so why should i put myself through the the hassle of getting them ready taking them there and then having them scream at me for an hour (laughs) i get it (laughs) i used to ask myself this all the time all the time when we first had Hiram. I was like, why am I even doing this? Because I would go and he was so colicky and screaming and I didn't want to be in the room with him screaming. So I would walk out or he would need to nurse. And so I would go at the time I wasn't comfortable nursing like in the pew with a cover. And so I would go out into the mother's lounge and nurse in there. And it was like, why am I even coming to church? Mm -hmm. But I think it's just like, I mean, this is my own opinion, but it's just to really establish a habit. And I feel like it's an extra effort that we can show Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ that, hey, I'm struggling right now, but I know that this is important. And maybe I don't know why it's important right now, but I'm making this effort and I'm showing you that I care. Mm -hmm. And please bless me for doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think there, there comes both the you know, I think what you're getting at is kind of like the second type of blessing we were talking about, like kind of the... Mm-hmm. Like the, a boost. Yeah, like a, a spiritual boost yeah. that comes in a way that's... or comes outside of the regular cause and effects type blessing mm-hmm. parameters. And I think there's also a lot to say about the blessings that come from like the cause and effects type blessings. Uh, because it's really difficult to have kids at church mm-hmm. because they're not hardwired to sit in a... like in a pew right. for an hour and stay silent like they're just not yeah. meant to do that and it's a good thing like they're not meant to be at that phase uh right when they're born like we want them to be adventurous and whatnot um and so i think there's a balance we have to strike between recognizing where they're at and giving them a, a an ideal to strive for or like mm-hmm. teaching them new things because Going to church is a commandment, and it is sometimes difficult. Like sometimes you're the people who are speaking are not, you know, they're not professional speakers, or they're they're not super engaging all the time, mm-hmm. uh, or like the, you know, it might not be super fun or whatever it is. And so it, we we need to help train our kids and give them the skills to be able to. You know, go to church and sit through church. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, line upon line, precept upon precept. Like, you don't have to get them to, you know, whip out a journal and start taking <laughs> deep spiritual notes by the right. time they're five. But you say, all right, well, let's just try and 
not scream, all right? That's our first <laughs> step. We just won't scream. Yeah. And then you like work on like, okay, so now we're not screaming. Now let's not throw things, okay? <laughs> and then you just like slowly work on it until they're until you're you're helping train them. Mm-hmm. And as you do that, it does get easier. And I feel like it was harder with Hiram because it was just starting from ground zero. And one, we were learning, and two, he didn't have like a kid example to look up to. Right. And now with Ruth, I feel like Ruth is better than Hiram was at Hiram's age mm-hmm. because of like Hiram's example. And Hiram's not perfect; he's still right. a four-year-old he's boy and difficult all over the church, place. Yeah. But he's better, mm-hmm. or she's better than he was at this age. And yeah. And we'll see how Ammon is. It right. might be a fluke. <laughs> But I think there's those blessings of of habit that come like kind of we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, are we ready to talk about some practical things? Yeah. Are you ready yet? Yeah, unless you have, do you have any questions for me. I've asked you a couple questions. Um, no, not yet. Well, actually, yes. Okay. Um, do you want to explain a little bit about how we do sacrament meeting with the kids? How, how do we do church with the kids? Uh, like, like our, like, our, so, how we keep okay. them quiet? Or yeah, like how do we keep them reverent? How do we keep them quiet? I don't Because we, we don't really have a system yet. Yeah, we like, definitely don't have a system. But what are we doing right now? Um, I think we, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like trying <laughs> Maybe to Maybe I will. T- <laughs> yeah, well, like, let me see if, if I can. Okay. I mean, I think we go and... Honestly, I have meetings before church, mm-hmm. and so I'm not really involved that much in the getting everything ready, and so... Right. Um, so it's mostly, I guess it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, like, pre- pre- preparation-wise, I mean, oh, no. I can talk about, like, what we do when we're there, but I don't know, like, the prep-wise, yeah. like, what so, we choose Okay, to... so we don't really have any rules right now. Like, as of right now, we really don't. It's anarchy. Anarchy in yeah. our home. Literally, I, like, chuck a bunch of fruit snacks into the diaper bag... And I tell them to go grab a toy or a book. And then they come, and then we sit through church, and they have their toy and their snacks, but they're not, like, sitting there quietly playing with their toy and eating their snack. It's, like, chaos. Yeah. And well, we have, like, I don't we have, have really yeah. high-energy kids. Yeah. And so we're still working on the whole reverence thing. And we've had lots right. of, like... I think, yeah, a big... um a big thing that's helping, or I hope is going to help soon, is that we've been talking a lot about the the concept of reverence. Mm-hmm. What? I was just saying it in Russian in my head, or like kind of like oh. mouthing it. Okay. Sorry. You, know, <laughs> it's, it's, you gave me this look. No, I was, okay. it was looking out from the distance. It was a fun, it's a fun word to say. Okay. okay. So, um... We've been talking a lot about reverence and trying to be more reverent during our prayers at home and during scripture study at home. And I feel like there's a difference at home so far this week. Um, we haven't been to church since talking about it, so this Sunday, Yeah, hopefully. I mean, it was so hard to go but, from, like, church, like, like home church, right? Because we, mm-hmm. we would do a, a short thing with the kids Mostly every for them. Like, yeah. Like, it was totally geared good. to them. Yeah, and then... We finished with their thing, and then they'd go off and play, and then Emily and I would have a scripture study together. Yeah. And so we'd have, like, their thing, and then we would have our more deep thing where we were specifically talking about things uh-huh. that were geared towards us. Yeah. Uh, and to go from that to, all right, so we're going to listen, we're going to go sit in a pew for an hour, and... And you're supposed to listen to the 
things that are being talked about that are basically for adults. So good luck. Yeah. And um, like they're not listening and I can't listen because they're biting my <laughs> ankles. And <laughs> yeah. So we, um, yesterday we called our parents because we don't really remember what it was like when we were toddlers at church. Mm-hmm. So we asked our mothers our and mothers. they gave some great insight. Yeah. Our moms are pretty different. Mm-hmm. Not like terribly different, but they're fairly right. different. So tell us a little bit about how your family grew up doing church. My mom was like straight edge. She was like... Super strict. Yeah. She was... Um, you can have some very soft, quiet toys and maybe some snacks until you were four. Uh, and then... So the transition was... Um, in our church, when like little kids can start going to nursery... Uh, like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So from a year and a half to three, they go to nursery. And then when they turn four, they go to like the like primary, the like the older kid. Own like, little Sunday school class. Yeah. And so when you turn four, my mom said, nope, no more food, no more snacks, no more toys, no more nothing. No more coloring books. You didn't cut off. Yeah. At four <laughs> years old. And then... Uh, that is really young. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then when... Uh, uh, and I asked her, so like even when... Like I was the oldest, so I had siblings that were still young and still had snacks and whatnot. It's so like when you brought them snacks, you would let them eat the snacks, and then I would just watch as they ate the snacks. She was and like, "Yep." I was right. like, "Wow, okay, yeah, yeah, good on you." Yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's cool. I think there needs to be some more. We need more strictness in certain areas of our kids' life. Like we don't need Probably. strictness for the sake of strict. Not like yeah. our kids in particular, mm-hmm. but like children in general. Like, they need a little bit more backbone. Like, there's just too much, like, <laughs> like limp noodle backboneness <laughs> running throughout our society. That's my two bits on that. That's and funny. so, any way where I can incorporate an appropriate level of, like, strictness mm-hmm. or, like, you know, toughy up, tough it up mm-hmm. I am for. So, we can talk about how we want to apply yeah. it specifically for our kids, but I... I, I like the idea behind that one. Mm-hmm. And my mom would just say, hey, like, this is, like, coming, this is a coming of age thing. And so when you're you're old enough to go to the big kid primary class, uh, now you're old enough to sit like through to church. to not need snacks. Yeah, so you are toys. now part of the older kids. Like, and, it, and she had other things and other, like, milestones and whatnot. But as you got older, you transitioned four is young mm-hmm. but i i respect that yeah and, and I, i'm, I I'm fairly decent i think i'm not a terrible person <laughs> you're pretty decent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as we talk about how our families did it and how we do it and um the different ideas that you guys sent in through instagram and our family and friends did um we don't want it to feel like we're judging anybody or that you should do it a certain way this is totally like figure out what works best for your family and we will too, because we're still learning. Um, but for my family growing up, I talked to my mom about it because obviously I didn't remember. Yeah. Um, and she said that we did snacks and we did quiet toys, but something that was unique was that um, she had a church bag, and in the church bag was were I guess toys that were not, like, toys that you play with at home, but it was, like, strictly quiet activities that you only use at church. Mm -hmm. And they weren't, like, toys, not, like, trucks or, like, 
I don't know, toys. They were like little activities, um, like quiet books and felt stickyonies and um, like felt stickyonies. <laughs> um, like little photo albums, like the four by six photo albums with cards, like little pictures of Jesus or uplifting thoughts and messages. Um, so I thought that was really cool that it's, it's something that they can play with and use during church only. And so it's, it's not like it takes longer to get boring maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another cool thing she said was that if they were, they, when they brought snacks, they tried to bring snacks that didn't make any noise. And they would, if they did have something like fruit snacks or something with a wrapper, they would open them before the meeting um, so that it wasn't making a, a ruckus during the meeting. Mm-hmm. And it's so um, hard because, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. I know this is kind of deviating a little you're, you're bit, fine. but you want, you know, going back to this idea of me- of finding the balance between where your kid's at and where you want to help your kid become. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you need to love your kid for where he's at, but you also need to love your kid for where he can become right. or whom he can become. Mm-hmm. Uh, and try and help them bridge that gap. And it's difficult because you want to teach, but at the same time when you're in church and like everyone's looking at you because the rest of your ward or the most of your ward's really old and there's only a couple young families in there, like That's our ward. That's how we feel. <laughs> um, and your kid's screaming. Like the only kids that are making noise are your own kids. Right. Or the only kid, like our kids are the loudest at least. And so you have to make the decision okay my kid is screaming right now so do i discipline him and do i am i firm uh or do i just give in so he's quiet yeah that's a tough it's super hard i mean it's like the it's not just the public parenting type dilemma but it's the like the goal is to keep them quiet so how do you encourage them to be quiet without um making them louder Mm -hmm. because forcing them to do things usually makes them louder right yeah oh there's one thing my mom said that i forgot that Mm -hmm. i liked and so uh when the kids like if if we ever acted up yeah she would take us out but like and then we'd sit in the foyer but it was never a let us play thing it was Mm -hmm. like if you go in the foyer it's going to be miserable because you're not like she wanted to make it so that you never wanted you didn't to, want to go out the foyer. So yeah, she'd take us into the foyer and then make us sit in the corner or like make us do something we really didn't like to do uh, so that it was a punishment. Mm-hmm. And then like being in chapel is where you got to kind of sit and have a little bit more freedom, even if you weren't paying attention as a four year old, <laughs> but you weren't sitting with your nose in in the wall and we were at the height i don't know i mean our church building has this awful or had this awful uh carpet on the wall type thing but it is nothing like carpet no it's not it's, it's like, like it's almost like like plastic a weird wicker thing yeah it's like plastic that's like finely shredded that kind of feels like hay yeah but, but it's, it's like, like bound together in weird bulby things yeah and <laughs> anyway. you you'd stick your you're at the right height when you were four that so you would stick your head in the corner and your face would be rubbing up against that and so it was a punishment and you're like okay i would rather be in in the chapel not paying attention than with my nose in this wall <laughs> so that stuff is really scratchy <laughs> it is very scratchy yeah um another interesting thing that both of our parents said was that 
we didn't get to do anything fun, quote-unquote, like no activities, no coloring, no snacks, nothing until after we took the sacrament. So the sacrament, like the ordinance itself, it kind of happens towards the beginning, um, like the first half, in the first half. And so you go a few minutes, you say prayers, you... um sing hymns and stuff and then you have the sacrament right. and then after that was like okay now you right. can have your and, snack or... and as we're talking about i think this is one really cool thing that we're talking about um the cause and effect blessings mm-hmm. i think this is one of the areas uh, where children really develop a sense of reverence where they really get what reverence is and they see it I mean, because you have you know 100 adults and kids just quiet mm-hmm. most of the time with their heads down, their eyes closed. Not just during a prayer, but for an extended period of time, you're just sitting there in the quiet. That's at least at our church. It's how the sacrament yeah. is is, uh, is blessed and partaken. Uh, and that um, this idea of reverence isn't something that you kind of develop naturally in a society. Like you have, you don't see it anywhere else. Right. I mean, especially so, today. To observe it, I mean, there's only really one place you can observe that right and our society really values irreverence right now like mm-hmm. it's, it's so valued um that our children need to see it and we need to feel it too um it's like this is kind of a, a, a silly thing but um not a silly thing but to kind of encourage this idea of reverence uh in our home when we were partaking of the sacrament because when we weren't going to church we had permission to uh, to bless the sacrament, partake of it in our own homes, uh, we would not just eat like our little piece of bread. We would take an extra long time to eat the bread, mm-hmm. or we'd like have a bigger piece of bread or a bigger glass of water um, that would give us time to kind of think about it and be quiet. and And the kids actually did really well. Yeah, they with did. That. I was really surprised with how well they did that. We mm-hmm. did with that, and it kind of shows them like this idea of of reverence which isn't it's something really hard to talk about to explain as we found as we try and teach the kids but it's something that you can see and as they go through this and they see reverence every week Mm -hmm. uh, then as adults i think that it's going to be much easier for them to display this reverence in other areas of life outside of church but reverence for sacred things right. comes from somewhere mm-hmm. sorry yeah no i love that that's that a lot was, of place that but... was great that was perfect thank you mm-hmm. um well i see that you have a quote pulled up do you want to share it now or later i just don't know what it is um so. i might share it later okay i'm just gonna yeah we'll just share it later i'll share okay. it at the end Cool. Well, we wanted to go over some of the tips that our listeners had and family and friends had. Mm -hmm. Um, So, let's see. Quiet books and activities, coloring, and small quiet toys. So, for those of us, or those of our listeners who maybe don't know what this means, quiet books. Can you talk about Mm -hmm. that? What is that? Um, Okay, so, this could be other things that I don't know about, but from my experience, it's like, like... These books that are cushiony, like made out of a material, and they might have like activities like in them. Yeah, like fabricy. They might have activities in them, like a zipper or shoestrings, so that they can like learn to tie stuff, or um, like little Velcro stickyonies. <laughs> stickyonies, okay. Um, 
and just little little like things to entertain their fingers with that are quiet um that are part of this like fabric book that's what i think a quiet book cool is. okay um coloring is fantastic although crayons get thrown about so it thrown kind about. of can be messy mm-hmm. um but, but pens kids are love permanent. coloring yeah <laughs> so um, but kids love coloring and so i think that's a good idea and we did a lot of coloring growing up i do remember that yeah at church i remember no coloring oh okay when i said my mom was straight edge yeah <laughs> <laughs> no coloring okay um yeah we talked about toys and objects that are only used at church Having, i like, like that a i think that's cool yeah I, I really want to implement that i just like we have a bag i should just like grab a tote that we have and call it the church bag and put toys and stuff in there that's only for church. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like the idea of having like a, a flip book or some sort of photo album with pictures of Christ or pictures of like people serving each other or doing uplifting things like reading the scriptures or praying. Um, that's a good thing for the kids to look at specifically during um, the sacrament portion. Um, so that they're reminded of Jesus instead of, um, like, we're supposed to be thinking about the Savior during the sacrament, but sometimes your mind wanders, especially as a kid. You don't even, so, you may not I think even it's funny, think about I think it. we haven't discussed all of these things together, so this, oh, yeah. our discussion right now is kind of like the, the, the first, first time we've talked about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel about talking to your kid during... Like, quiet moments. I think, personally, that that is totally fine. Yeah, I think so, too. I think if you're having teaching moments during that, I think that's absolutely right. perfect. I think there's a way to do it where it's, like, not distracting others. Right. And it's quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, you should try and, like, you know, make them come sit on your lap and, like, kind of whisper in their ear. Yeah, That totally. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about kids playing together? Um, that's tough because, well, our kids. I don't know about other kids, but once our kids start playing together... They're loud. They're loud. Yeah, they get screaming so is a loud. big part of their tons their of squealing, play. squealing all the time. Like there's lots of like tickling and like chasing and like, and Ruth gets very angry very quickly and so she just kind of rages randomly. Mm-hmm. And Hiram loves to pester. So it's like maybe I don't. I have no idea where he got that from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like to you. pester. I think it's fun. Yeah. So. I don't know about other kids. For our kids, I would say let's try to separate them. But, I agree, yeah. But then I also want to sit by you during. I know. Painting, but, so difficult. that's hard. Right now we only yeah. have two, though. So we have one on my side and one on your side. And we can sit in yeah. the middle together. And we can hold the baby. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, some... It's funny because I remember when we first had her, when we first had Hiram. And we saw parents in our wards, or like our congregations that had multiple kids, and they were like, they'd have to separate. I was like, the, mom, kid, 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 dad at the end. Other kid. Yeah. On the other side. Yep. Uh, and we were like, we're never going to do that. Like, we're always like, going to sit. How sad. They'll never sit together. Their kids are ruining their marriage. Yeah. <laughs> no. And now I'm like walking into to church. I'm like, all right, kids, this is battle plan, or <laughs> battle plan X25. So now you are gonna be here, and, mom, and I'll and I'll be there, and then the kid, other kid, will be next to me, and then there's mom, okay? Because I got to keep you two separated. Don't touch each other. Don't look at each other. Don't yeah. breathe. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I realize I do this more in church than in other places mm-hmm. because I can't like verbally as like 
forced to like tell them to do things or Is get it in back your up. eyeballs. It's in my eyeballs, and then I, I grab ears a little more. Oh, you do, huh? Yeah, like yeah. I'll, if Hiram's like acting up and he's like trying to run around, <laughs> I'll just grab his ear and I'll lift it up, and then I'll like pull him and over. He knows, to... yeah. And I, I don't like do it super hard, but like, I do it enough to like make it so he has to stand on his tippy toes, mm-hmm. and then he'll kind of like tippy toe over, and he thinks it's funny, but he also knows that that's serious. That's serious. Yeah. And so my thing is the eyeballs, which is terrible. It's like. I, I mean, I can't yeah. show you because this is a yeah. podcast. <laughs> but my eyes bulge out and my forehead goes in like... Like, oh, why I got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole head. It's like not just eyeballs. Like your whole neck gets involved <laughs> it's like the neck in the thing. eyes. The neck pulls out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. And then there were, I've, I've, we've had a couple families in our in our congregations that have... Uh, the moms have just been like the most patient, soft, angelic people I've ever met in my life. Yep. And they would look at their kids and it was just this like... Like when their kids are misbehaving and they they look at them with this, like, oh, like I'm so sorry you're having a hard time. Like, will you come look at me or you come sit by me? Kind of eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where do you get those kind of eyes? I need to like order them off Amazon or something because <laughs> I I do not have those. I'm like, kid, get over here. <laughs> so funny. Lots of ear pulling. That's hilarious. Which is funny because I feel like I'm I'm not like I don't get angry frequently. But, like, like, I just feel like it takes all of my efforts to keep them corralled and not get angry. At church. At church. Yeah. It's just... Well, and part of the problem is I like them being rambunctious. I don't think it's oh, yeah, good no. for kids to to uh, to have to sit still he all the time. He encourages their rowdiness at home. Oh, yeah. At home? Like, it is hardcore rowdy time. And so, like... If you're going, if I feel responsible, you know, because if I'm going to encourage that at home and I like the benefits of that, I also have to be willing to put in the extra effort at mm-hmm. church and I'm willing to do that. Yeah. I think it's worth it. Yeah. You're good. I don't want them to, like, I don't want kids that are always quiet and <laughs> I want them to be a little rebellious. You don't and, want them to be like me. I love you. <laughs> but yes. Okay. Anyways, um, a couple people our, suggested. No, our do- we would be very blessed if our children were like you. Well, thank you. Anyways, um, <laughs> a couple people suggested this brand called Latter Day Baby, and they make um, like books, like cardboard books. Don't we have some of their stuff? No, actually. I don't think we do. Oh, I thought we did. Um, yeah, but I've seen a bunch on Instagram, so go look them up. It's called Latter Day Baby, and they have a bunch of cardboard books. That teach different gospel principles. Yeah. So it's it's own, um, it's a uh, a company that was started by some members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, but they have books that are not Latter Day Saint specific. Like right. There's like they're generic, like general, not generic, but like they're Christian, about Christ and yeah. about like faith and. Mm-hmm. And then there's some other ones that are um, more specific to Latter Day Saints, but um, a lot of people suggested that actually and. I will have to look into them yeah. because they're pretty cool. Next one I really liked was snacks with minimal unwrapping noises. I feel like I just had this conversation with somebody the other day that like like when you have snacks that you have to unwrap and you make tons of noises, like it's distracting. Mm-hmm. I mean like regard like you, you can say like oh yeah, I need to be focused on and not let, not let things distract me, but if somebody's sitting next to you and you're hungry and then you hear like a fruit snacks yeah fruit snacks opening and i love fruit snacks okay i like all kid foods i like i like sugary foods and so 
I, I get hungry when I see kids eating things, and it's distracting to me. And then when I can hear it, it's difficult because I want it. All right. So that one's more for other people, maybe. Yeah, for the, the benefit of other people. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and we talked about waiting until after taking the sacrament to give snacks and toys. The last thing, though, that um, was really helpful and reassuring was that someone said, just let it take time. It takes time. It takes practice. They're learning, and we're learning. Um, so just keep your expectations appropriate. I was yeah. going to say low, but not, but low. not too low. Like, have good expectations. Well, you can but, have, like, multiple levels of expectations, yeah, right? Yeah. So you can have, like, your ideal, and then you can have your incremental steps to the ideal. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's, you know, if you have the ideal, there's going to be a whole lot of variance or room for... Um, collateral damage right so like Mm -hmm. you're gonna things are gonna get broken people are gonna be hurt there's gonna be tears that are shed the people that are angry all those kind of things on the way to the ideal but the journey is worth it Mm -hmm. yeah so let it take time and be rooted in where you're at yeah um well i think i have something i want to say in closing kind of like a spiritual wrap up to this go for it but do you want to do our loves less than loves go ahead and do your spiritual thing and then we'll end with loves and less than loves cool um, so again, remember the reason that we go to church, I mean, there's a myriad of reasons, but the, the main reason we gather together as a body is to remember our savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has asked us not to just do this by ourselves, but to gather as a body of believers. And there are so many blessings that come from that. You know, there's this idea, I think it's in Philippians, talks about iron sharpens iron. So this idea that the way we become better is not just sitting by ourselves studying the scriptures, but we have to get out and engage in living the scriptures. And for those of you who are engaged in any form of, you know, religious organization, you know that if you are constantly having to work with other believers, it can be challenging. It can provide opportunities to come up with different interpretations of, of the same scripture or different ideas, different ways of looking at things. Or or maybe you're just having to you know serve people in a Christ-like manner that are just awful. Like you're, they're just miserable to be around. And that happens. But the, the thing is, as we go to church, as we are constantly engaging and doing what the Savior has asked us to do, then we get the cause and effect blessings. We've talked a lot about those. Uh, and there are a whole lot of these non-cause and effect blessings that we haven't talked a lot about. Um, and I encourage you to go and, and study your scriptures and think about what those non-cause and effect blessings are, those kind of uh, extra power blessings, right? Those supernatural blessings that come because of the grace of Jesus Christ, because of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Uh, and be, when we obey him, he gives us both kinds of blessings. Um, so there's one quote I love uh, that I think applies so well to this, this whole idea of of our of striving towards an ideal of church attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, it kind of talks. It's a quote from uh, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland. He is. Uh, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Awesome guy. He gives some of the best talks He's ever. an amazing speaker. He's so great. He's such an amazing speaker. He's so eloquent. And he said in a talk labeled, Behold the Lamb of God, 
Uh, as for the punctuality, a late pass will always be lovingly granted to those blessed mothers who, with children and Cheerios and diaper bags trailing in marvelous disarray, are lucky to have made it to church at all. So I think this idea is is awesome that like the Lord recognizes where you're at. He recognizes the struggle you're making and he and he recognizes that you know sometimes it's a miracle that you got to church at all. And there might even be like phases of life where it's a miracle that you're making it to church at all. But when you make the effort, the Lord gives you a pass, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so like, even if you're not going to get the um the cause and effect blessings that you were hoping you were going to get because all of your kids are perfectly behaved and they're sitting quietly and they're all taking notes and whatnot, uh, you're going to get extra blessings, um, you know, these supernatural kind, uh, that, that don't really make sense why they're happening, but they will come. And so regardless of what phase you're in, regardless of whether you are the mother who's l- coming in late with diaper bags trailing in in marvelous disarray with Cheerios falling out, uh, or you are the mom who's like super on top of it and your kids are always, you know, spitting, spit, what is that phrase? Spitting polish? Nope. I don't know that phrase. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) It means like, like military ready or it's like spitting spot. I don't know. Anyway. Spit spot? Spit spot? Uh, Spit spot? Spit spot. Spit spot. (laughs) I I can't think of words. Um, yeah, your kids are like super clean and tidy and everything. Uh, go to church. I know it's going to be hard and we've been there and we are there right now, but it is so worth it uh, because that is where Christ wants you to be. And when you are where Christ wants you to be, he will take you where you want to be. I love that. Thanks for sharing that thought. Um, And then on another note, just um, with us, I guess, figure out what works for you when you're taking your kids to church um, and let's all try to be a, just a little bit more intentional with what we're, how we, how we get them there, how we keep them. Yeah. I'm realizing I need to be a lot more intentional about it because I am not involved in this. No, I mean, I, and I just literally dump fruit snacks in the bag and tell them to pick a toy and then we get going. But I just, <laughs> yeah, I really want to be a little bit more intentional on, um, what we're doing at church with them and how I'm teaching them more about reverence. So. Awesome. Okay. So in, in closing, loves oh, less than loves. Loves and less than loves. Do you want to go first? Or I have a first? love. Okay, I have a love too. So. Okay, so we're just full of love. So my <laughs> love is that lately I've been loving drinks. And I know you're not supposed to like drink your calories. But lately I love hot chocolate and apple cider and arable tea. And You're going to say arable? <laughs> herbal. My... my- Arable no, tea. Okay. So herbal <laughs> tea and lemonade, orange juice, Diet Coke, although Diet Coke doesn't have calories. But um so yeah. it freaks me out. Yeah, that's a different story. Yep. But um yeah, I just for some reason I'm loving drinking things and <sighs> except for water, which is bad, so I need to be drinking more water. Um but yeah, that's my love. I love drinks. Okay. okay. Uh, I am loving a new activity that Hiram and I started this past week. Mm. Uh, it's so fun. Uh, Hiram loves bugs and animals and whatnot. And I don't know how we had the idea, but uh, I, I was talking to Hiram one time. I was like, Hiram, what if we started collecting bugs? 
like, what do you mean collecting bugs? And I pulled up some videos and I showed them like, hey, you can catch bugs and then you can kill them and preserve them and then like pin them to a board so you can see them. Mm -hmm. They have like a collection of them. And his eyes got so big and he was so excited. We talked about that the night before I was going into work and then I went to work the next day and he talked to Emily about it all day. He still talks about it several times a day. Every day. Yeah, and this has been going on for a week or so. Yeah. Week and, a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is so just he, loving it. He and I like went outside, and I th- when I got home from work, we went outside and we had some. We didn't have a butterfly net, but we did have his like one of his little fishing nets, uh, like little kids' fishing nets. So like the holes are pretty small. Uh, we need to get an actual butterfly net, but that it functioned for what we were trying to do, and he caught his. The first thing we caught was a dragonfly that I caught. And then we brought them back into the house. And then I said, all right, Hiram, it's your turn. And he caught a grasshopper by himself. And he about died. He was so, so excited. And he like ran. He's like, mom, 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 mom. And he was showing her the, the grasshopper. And then we, we've caught a couple other bugs since then. And then every night when we get home, it's, hey, dad, can we go? Can we go look for bugs? Can we look for bugs? And we'll go out and like we'll walk around the house once or twice. Or we'll walk over to the... Uh, to the field um, next door house that has cows in it um, that tends to have really big bugs and and he is loving it. Guess it's a good thing about Louisiana is that there's tons of bugs. Louisiana has some mighty large yeah bugs. <laughs> there there are some things that are um, that like I really miss about Utah and about other places we've lived, but Louisiana best bugs out there. Right, so good job, Louisiana, You're making it very easy for my son and I to have a <laughs> very good time together. That's sweet. Yeah, cute. Okay, guys. Well, this has been fantastic. Hopefully, you got some ideas because we sure did. And pretty, 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 pretty. Please, if you haven't left us a review or rating, swipe down, scroll down, and go ahead and do that for us. That would help a ton to just spread the word about Christ and about the podcast. Yep. All right, guys. Remember. Christ loves you. Go to church. Do all the good things. Keep the faith. Bye.